what is evidence to me is not evidence to you. Mm -hmm. So unless you tell me, I'm going to keep claiming things that you don't accept. It's like in a court of law, the argument or the position mm -hmm. determines the facts. What it should be is facts determine the argument or your position. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you're the defendant, you know, well, you want someone that's going to defend you, you know? So they have to defend you. So they look at the facts and say, well, how do we defend this? Mm -hmm. And that's the error we're making in all these conversations. We're immediately saying, well, how can I defend this? Do yourself a favor. You don't even have to do it to engage in another person, but on your own time, play the prosecutor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Turn the, turn the argument around and see uh, what case we made it, you know, against it. Make an okay. honest attempt to understand. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> just defending or just opposing something shows that you, you haven't made the attempt mm -hmm. to actually understand the thing. Yep. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies. Real church talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. All right, guys, welcome back to Acts 2 and 42 podcast. Uh, this is Keith. I got TJ with me, and we're going to go ahead in the second part of this series and uh, about atheism versus theism and talk about um, the question or the, you know, the, the um, yeah, the question mm -hmm. of um, where is the evidence? Where is the evidence of God? And um, we're going to talk about not so much here's the evidence, there's the evidence, yeah, but the the, the, the question or what what constitutes evidence? Mm -hmm. What is evidence? What are what is what does the Christian see? What is the atheist looking for? And what's going on in that conversation as a whole? And if you haven't, if you didn't watch the first one, it happens to be the first one you're watching or listening to, um, check out the first one because it, it's more about what we're both not doing. Mm -hmm. What the the theist and what the atheist are both what we fail to do in conversations with each other. Um, so what we hope to do is show respect to both sides and say, well, this is what they're looking for. This is what they're looking at. This is what, uh, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, show, show me evidence. What, do you, what are you thinking when someone says, show me some evidence? Well, before, what I thought when a person asks for evidence is for me to show them the things that are evident to me. Mm -hmm. um, but now... There's a question, you know, that come, that that I have to ask when you when a person asks to show me evidence, which you had already um, kind of alluded or mm -hmm. directly mm -hmm. stated, which is what would constitute evidence for you? Yeah. You know, I think that's where a lot of times the disconnect comes in the conversation because I'm assuming that what's evidence to me yeah. is <clears throat> going to be evident or is going to mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. prove true to you. Yep. So I bring my evidence. You're know, like, well. That's, That's not really not evidence, evidence. <laughs> yeah. you know, and we've gone nowhere. You know, we've just done a complete circle. Um, so I, the, my question would be, well, what is evidence? And I think we all should have a comprehensive list of the things that we would actually consider evidence, you know, so that mm -hmm. in the conversation, if okay. someone's presenting these things yep. according to this, okay, check that off and be, be honest about it. You know, um, I, don't think, I don't think many times we even know I was going to say, evidence. You, you're, you could be listening right now and you're going to be like, you know, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, it's like, I don't know of any evidence. So how do I know what I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. How do I know what I don't know? Especially if I've never reflected on the idea. Mm -hmm. I've never had some, you know, internal, you know, soul searching kind of like, man, what would, 
what would, what would prove it to me? Like what what you know? And I don't think a lot of people do that. You could be listening and be like, I really don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So take some time and and ask yourself, what would do it? Would it be this? Would it be that? What exactly would you like to see? Mm-hmm. And know that going in, you may not get that, but at least at least the other person gets to know the parameters. Yeah, gets to know that you know you're 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 around this area. Yeah. And so if I can give you something in this ballpark, then maybe I can make an appeal mm-hmm. to, to your logic, you know, because this this group of stuff will be logical to me. So if you can give me something, say, in science, you mm-hmm. know, um, I don't want philosophy. I don't want, I, you know, what I mean, just narrow down the parameters of what exactly constitutes evidence, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what it's going to take to reach you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good place to start in any argument, you know, or any debate um, with consideration, with wanting to consider is having having the um the proofs or the um not the proofs but having it stated ahead of time mm-hmm. at least knowing what what it's going to take to get where you're at yeah you know or to to get you to consider to get yep. you to a middle ground um uh, and me saying well if we can if we can talk about these things if you can give me this then y'all more willing to 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 hear more yep but these things seem solid for me. You know, okay, those things seem solid for you. Well, let's kind of discuss them both. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing what, where you're at, what it's going to take, mm-hmm. you know, what is your evidence. And it's that, that question is, is so crucial because, especially with this, what constitutes evidence, it, it tends to be very subjective. It, it tends to be what, what is evidence to me is not evidence to you. Mm-hmm. So unless you tell me, I'm going to keep claiming things that you don't accept, and you're going to keep claiming disproofs, or I don't know. But you know what I mean? We're both going to be throwing darts blindfolded. Yeah. And then both thinking we won the game, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, yep. I mean, our first failure is thinking it's a wins and loss situation. Um, but nonetheless, you know, so one fact that I've, I've heard um, that I, I kind of I, – I, I tend to believe that you know, when it comes to arguments like this, especially with this one, but um, it's like in a court of law, you know, the argument or the position mm-hmm. determines the facts. What it should be is facts determines the argument or your position. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're the defendant, you know, well, you want someone that's going to defend you, you know. So they have to defend you. So they look at the facts and say, well, how do we defend this? Mm-hmm. And that's the error we're making in all these conversations. We're immediately saying, well, how can I defend this? Um, if, if you're co- Again, we, we said in the last episode, but if you're coming from the, from the standard of defending something, do yourself a favor. You don't even have to do it to engage in another person, but on your own time, play the prosecutor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Turn the, turn the argument around and see... Uh, what case we made it, you know, against this, you know, or whatever. Case Make an honest say. attempt to understand. Because mm-hmm. just defending or just opposing something shows that you, you haven't made the attempt mm-hmm. to actually understand the thing. Yep. Genuinely. You know, yes. Yep. Um, and that's, don't, don't, don't defend, don't, uh, don't um, hypothetically, you know, create a, a straw man for, mm-hmm. you know, and you may not be attacking a straw man, but you, you're, 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 you're lying to yourself because, that's not what they're saying. Yeah. That's not the best prosecution. That's not the best defense. That's not the best other side of the coin because that's not what the other side of the coin thinks. You have to first understand what they think. Mm-hmm. So the Christian has to understand the atheist, and the atheist has to understand the, the Christian, which can be difficult. It can be very, very difficult. And it, like we said in the last episode, because it requires work. 
Mm-hmm. It requires a lot of work. You know, I liked, again, I mentioned the last one, the genetically modified atheist YouTube channel. And one of the videos I liked was, um, um, you know, homosexuality in the Bible. And that was one of them. Like, they, 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 they thought that the answers Christians were giving were just excuses they were making up at the time. When these were things that were inherent in the faith. Mm-hmm. These, were, these were core principles of the theology, period. So this person didn't make it up as an argument. Just like being lazy, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's the Old Testament, you know. And it's like when you when an atheist or an unchurched atheist put it like that, or sometimes they're church, they just don't understand it. But especially if they're unchurched, they don't understand the concept of Old and New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's like I, you know, I told you I was talking to my mom about it, and if someone were to say something in in the Quran, well, you're not familiar with Islam. You need someone within Islam to to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to listen. So if Islam says, oh, no, the part that says kill Christians, we, no, no, there's another part that supersedes that now, mm-hmm. like the Old New Testament concept. If they had something like that, well, you need to be willing to listen to understand that. But only they can give it to you. Instead of just using that as your uh, your, your, your smoking gun, you know, as yeah. your, um, your magic bullet. Yep. You say kill Christians. That's it. Send a book. Mm-hmm. The whole book is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a that's an all or nothing approach, <laughs> you know. Um, so anyway, we have, we, have to, we have to realize that it should be the facts. We should be willing to consider the facts, mm-hmm. and then the facts should determine the argument we make. Well, I, I see a case to say, where's God? You mm-hmm. know, in this science, you know, if, that, if that's what the science is showing you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, if you, if the Christian hasn't found reasons to doubt when looking at science or listening to philosophy. They're not looking. Or if the science, if the if the if the atheist has not thought of the possibility there mm-hmm. could be a God, I don't think either one has actually looked. Mm-hmm. Again, what constitutes such a great and vast debate? That's so simple. Like if it's so simple, and if there's no chance of either, if the one group yeah. says there's no chance of this, the other group, if there's no chance and it's absolutely definitive, there. Is it wrong to say there'd be no debate, there'd be no conversation, there'd be no thinkers and scientists and philosophers and, and Christians all having such lengthy discussion for thousands of years about it? I don't think it's wrong to say that if I mean, it was we, so cut and dry. We could all be spitting in the wind. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a reason for both. I think there's good reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, there's, they're both formidable opponents. Mm-hmm. Like good money's on both, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. You got half the wagers on on this, half the wagers on that because they're both excellent fighters. And I, I think you know, neither side wants to, you know, concede any ground. Yeah. Yep. So, to the Christian, all right. Let's let's kind of be the the apologetic for a second. You know, to the Christian, what is evidence for a Christian? What do you, or for you? Just speak for you. You know, what is. Um, some simple things that you say, I think, are evidence. And regarding, I, I guess um, if hold on, I guess if I say, what does a Christian say is evidence, and what do you say is evidence? It's a little different. Probably two different things. <laughs> different. But go ahead, answer how you like. You know, um, I, I have to first understand: Are you referring to evidence of God or evidence? God. Evidence for God, not Christ. Oh yeah, yeah. Evidence we for want Creator. Show me evidence of God. For me, understanding. Um, well. Understanding certain areas of science or certain sciences that have been presented, um, such as 
such as man being here, um, the lack of evidence for evolution and the fossil record, you know, um, the synergy, if if that's the correct word, or the, the the fact that things work together so well and one thing without the other causes the whole system to collapse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from the water to the animals that are in the water to the land animals and everything is interdependent on each other mm-hmm. down to the bee or down to the bacteria. You know, the fact that all this works together in such a way that it almost seems they all came in together. Mm-hmm. You know, those, it may be circumstantial in and of itself, each each piece, but when it comes together, it it suggests design. You know, and where their design would suggest a designer. Um, and this would be one of your evidence. Yeah. I, not, I, I think there's a lot of Christians that share that view, but I think a lot of Christians don't know the uh, intricacy mm-hmm. of biology, of existence, of what you're describing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of us really know that. Um, we know very surface-level sciences and stuff. Um, but yeah, that I don't think that's common knowledge, and I'm there's no no issue with what you're saying. I'm just making, you know, a distinction. Um, that I don't know if all Christians would even be able to articulate that, would be able to, you know, would even know that. Um, but Very yeah, few. So that's so that's yours. It's I don't like see a lot. At, that looking at design, looking at biology, you see design. Yes, and that's a reasonable argument that even scientists that doubt God, in a sense, they 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 see some things that make them doubt. But I hear a lot of them. They see all that though, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Man, you know, we have something here. To this consider. is not random." And I think that's the problem. And not to get into creation yet, we'll get into that in the next episode. But that's one of the issues: is if if it was created randomly, then we ought to see randomness. You know, you wouldn't even have organized thought to say, "I don't think there's a God." You know, mm-hmm. it would just be chemical reactions that create random thought. And we should see continual randomness. Yeah. Um, we don't. We see continual structure. What what causes, and that's a, that's another question that I, I normally, that I have, you know, why why would things come from randomness to stop at a certain order? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it continue? You know, mm-hmm. r- things randomly happening. Why wouldn't there be another big bang within, you know, the system. Why wouldn't yeah. there still be the randomness that created everything? What, how does randomness mm-hmm. create order and structure that continues orderly and structurally, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's, that's some of the things, again, I, I try to listen to scientists that, that aren't convinced there's a God, that, that are coming from a scientific per- perspective and can only believe what the science will show them. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them will, will say quite clearly that science doesn't prove or disprove God. Like science doesn't prove God, you know, or does excuse me, doesn't disprove God. But when it comes to science, we 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 try in, in the merits of science, we only believe what we can prove. Mm-hmm. And then if we think we have this again with scientific method, with new evidence, we put it back in the formula, back to a, you know, and test the hypothesis with new information. So up until this point, we don't have anything definitive that disproves God. So. But they can only believe what they can prove. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Coming you know, from a scientific perspective. That means people can believe something different. But as a scientist, I can only affirm what science affirms, what I see evidence 
observable and, and recreatable and measurable. Yeah. Um, so there's a fair case to be made there. Um, but they do see that, and it's like, can't prove or disprove one way, but we do have things in the plus column and things in the against column, mm-hmm. seemingly. Um, I th- anyway, I only say that to say I think there's a, a more balanced, like coming from science, th- and, I, and I mean, it's, it's tough, because you, when you speak of science, you tend to speak of the mainstream, because um, it's the only voice people know. Um, but there's a lot of science out there, but I think um, science in general seems to be more balanced than we give it credit for. There seems to be more people that are in the middle that are honest. That I think the only issue I have is I think they they trust in numbers that are unsubstantiated sometimes. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I'm not the I admit I'm not an expert, so I kind of I give them a little leniency in that area. But I'm like, yeah, the only part is your your scientific stance is based on things that I think are unsubstantiated. I mean, they're 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 called theories to this day. Mm-hmm. So how do you base a theory on another theory? You're getting more and more incredible the further you get, mm-hmm. um, or less likely to be credible. You know, um, so I think a popular to to the atheist, right? To the atheist, yeah, you, ha- you have to understand, or you know, I would like you to understand um, that to a Christian, it, like honestly, everything we see, everything we feel, is evidence. And if we give that answer, it comes across as lazy. It comes across as like, oh, okay, well, just because stuff is here doesn't mean someone made it, mm-hmm. you know. But again, it, it comes down to, well, what is evidence for you is something different to me, you know. The Christian will say, well, the, the heavens declare His glory, you know. And all, you know, um, that's that's good, and I believe it's true. It doesn't work in this discussion. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that's a fair way to put it. Um, to the atheist, if people say that, if Christians make this claim, or theists, you know, of any kind make this claim, um, it's because according to our faith, according to our religion, and according to our worldview, and I, I heard a quote somewhere that um, faith is what, you know, faith in God is what helps us to see everything and know everything. That it was, It's not until you know God that you're able to see everything else, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, But again, this is speaking in Christian language, and I know that there's no translation for in in uh, critical thought, you know, athe- atheistic perspective. But but I do want to make that appeal that I think sometimes it may be laziness, but I think there's some merit to that. That it's like yes, everything we see. And you got a little more specific though, so I wanted to give like the Christian answer and say mm-hmm. they're being honest about that. But you got a little more specific and say, well, let's take what we see, let's take the animals and the people and the system that we have here. And let's see a well-designed, intricate ecosystem. Yeah. Nothing that anything we we know else in the world would tell us that that was random. You see a computer, you see whatever, and you see, you know, computer code. Someone wrote that code, you know, or it was coded for that purpose. However you think it came to be, it was coded for a purpose. It was mm-hmm. coded. It's a design there. Design implies designer, is I think, you know, yeah. what you're getting at. So I think they're one and the same argument. I just don't think a lot of Christians either know or can articulate what you were trying to say. So it comes across like, hey, man, I see a tree out there. Yeah, God made that tree. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know, like they just dropped the, the, the you know, A-bomb in the conversation. You know, you're here, right? You're here. Mm-hmm. Bam. God made you. And Christians say stuff like that all the time, <laughs> and it's like, bro. 
that, I know that sound good. That sound good if if you want to be a jerk and want to, um, you know what I mean? We want to act like you overcame somebody, you know? Oh, God made the atheist, gave him the mind that he could have to disbelieve in him, you know, and dishonor him. Like, God did that. <laughs> I don't even know what to I see that. I see memes and stuff like that, and I don't know what to do with it, man. Yeah, I think, I mean, you brought it up in the, the last episode, but we wouldn't accept those same arguments. No. You know, it's like, okay, well, you're here, so that shows the evolution yep. worked. You know, it shows the evolutionary yep. process, and, like, no, you wouldn't accept that, though. Nope. Never. You know, so it's, I think it's, um, it's not critical. It, it doesn't express critical thought when we use base arguments like that. Um, and it's, a lot of times it's facile. You know, it's it's comprehensive or it sounds complete. It sounds well put together while there are many intricacies or complexities that are ignored. So again, it sounds like balance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It sounds like honest, you know, just being honest and, and uh, giving credit where it's due um, and having questions where there's questions, allowing questions where there's permittable, you mm -hmm. know, reasonable questions. Um, so what is... What is the atheist looking for for evidence in your experience? Or what do you think to, to the atheist? This is what we hear or think that you're, you're asking for. I think the atheist, from my experience, they want for me to prove within what they've accepted, God. Mm -hmm. So the sciences that they've accepted, they want me to prove within that, that God did it, you know, or that there's a that there was a creator. So you accept evolution or the Big Bang or whatever, and you want me to within that model mm -hmm. prove God. Mm -hmm. um, there's some that do. I told you there's some that that argue a case for God within mm -hmm. the model science accepts. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, because they're playing by your rules. Mm -hmm. But go ahead. Um, and sometimes it seems that what they're asking for. Um, they're, they're almost sending you on a dummy mission. It's almost a, <laughs> a fruitless endeavor because they're not looking. It's, it seems like to the atheist that when you're asking for proofs, you're not desirous or even um, open to proofs, to any evidence. Mm -hmm. So no matter what is put forth as evidence, you're, it seems like you're just going to reply, well, see, that's not evidence. Mm -hmm. Because it could be this, yep. or it could be that, and sometimes it's not even reasonable response. It's not. It's not critical thought. It doesn't seem like um, you're. They're open to consideration, you know, for any evidence. It seems like they almost want for for you to pray and God crack the sky open and say, <laughs> "See, I'm here." Yeah. And even this, like, well, that's a hologram. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to not go to the Bible because I don't, you know, don't think that's the right way to go, but. Um, it does, it does come, it feels like that's what it comes down to is if I can't show you God, like we don't have a discussion. And then you all, you know, what you mentioned as far as when you do try to present something. Um, so I just read, I, I was searching through my phone, um, cause there was a, another quote. I didn't say it in the last episode, but the quote was, um, St. Thomas Aquinas. And, um, but this, another one from him, you know, to the person with faith, no proof, uh, is it no evidence is necessary to the person without no evidence is acceptable. Um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, you know, 
And that's honestly, I think that's I think he he paraphrased both sides. Mm-hmm. He paraphrased to the Christian. You know, the one with faith, oh, they don't need evidence. And and hold on to the atheist, okay? The unchurched atheist, if you're not aware of this, Christian pillar. A Christian idea that's a pillar of the faith is that faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. and it is the evidence of things not yet seen. So if we haven't seen them yet, we have faith that they are. Mm-hmm. It's part of the belief. You can think it's delusional, you think it's retarded, but at least understand the merit of the argument to the Christian within our belief system. Mm-hmm. Faith is. Faith is evidence that you don't have. I believe. And, and to the Christian, they have to understand that faith is not evidence to the per- to the atheist. Yes, absolutely. So if you if you want to I don't know if I'm a Christian, I want to talk to an atheist. I'm not I'm definitely not going to do things that are supported by faith alone. You know what I mean? Again, I think the conversation is more scientific and philosophical mm-hmm. than But um, you also have to be able to identify Mm-hmm. The parts of your belief that are based on faith alone, mm-hmm. you know, or that are based on the scriptures alone and without evidence outside of that. So the Christian has to be conscious of the fact that some, that the argument you're about to make may be based solely on a faith that they don't understand or they're not willing to accept, mm-hmm. you know, and to be willing to, to uh, I guess, compartmentalize that and separate it from mm-hmm. the conversation. So, I mean, to the to, again to the atheist, I like making sure I address, you know, uh, who I'm who I'm speaking to. Um, to the atheist, um, I, I would I would like you know your sincere thoughts as far as what constitutes evidence. What is it that you're looking for? Because again, it sounds like you want us to crack the sky, um, and it sounds like to from our perspective, it feels like you neglect the fact that. What is here was designed. is not random. And that's a scientific approach. It's not a faith approach. So mm-hmm. it's like we're trying to, to give the most reasonable thought for it seems reasonable that something created this. Again, we're not making a case for Christ. Mm-hmm. We're making a case for a creator, a designer. Um, you know, so that, again, so that we have an issue of what constitutes evidence. I do want to, you know, you know kind of conclude on that, but um the uh the great thinkers you know and philosophers that are always quoted and especially in a conversation about god um to your knowledge did they believe that there was a god yes and how did they define the that? oh there were there there were variations of um the capacity that god dealt with man in or um which god um but as far as there being a deity which mm-hmm. created, or in some cases deities, you know, they worship multiple Many gods. gods yeah. But there, the the idea of there being a god wasn't foreign. Atheism was actually quite foreign. The the abandonment True. for True. any deity creating anything and it being a set of random events that brought us here is a very new idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it was it's not like well primitive men. You know, were and superstitious men thought of these things. No, there were some highly intelligent, and not just highly intelligent. It was the known world. Anyone, excuse me, from what I've seen, it, you'd be hard pressed to find an actual atheist, rather than men who said, "Look, I believe in a god." Um, Einstein spoke of Spinoza's god. You know, who he doesn't, he didn't felt got involved 
in the affairs of men, mm -hmm. you know, or that, you know, there's, from what we have, it does seem like there's divinity here, but I just think that it's all here. There, there's nothing outside of this. Um, as far as there being the, the Christian God, you know, the, the, the patriarch in the sky, mm -hmm. um, but there, they weren't, it wasn't a matter of, is there a God? Mm -hmm. It's, how does he function, mm -hmm. or which one? Mm -hmm. You know, how does it function, excuse me, or which one? Uh, which one is real? Which one is true? They, they, they do differ greatly um, from Christian, you know, uh, beliefs, you know, concerning God. But by no stretch of the imagination do I see people, from their, their quotes and what they wrote, do I see people that thought everything came from nothing. They didn't think that there was some type of creator and spend great effort, again, trying to interpret what it may be mm -hmm. um, and and whether or not they get involved in the daily lives of, of men as, as gods, mm -hmm. you know, do in religion. Um, they may not have been religious men. Let's, let's probably make that distinction. Mm -hmm. You know, take religion out of it or the relationship that comes from religion with a god. Um, but they were not atheists at all, you know. And there's claims that, you know, like scientist-wise, that Einstein, I asked you about that. And, man, I have a, a ton of statements from him. It's not even worth, we don't, like, to take the time to read all of them, that he talks about the earthly world and science mm -hmm. and matter and, and how they're comparable or how he believes that they're comparable to a divine supreme being. You know, and when he's and I, I use that language when he's talking about God, he's not just like like playing by our rules or being, you know, metaphorical or, be, you know, what I mean, mm -hmm. it's not an allegory. He's talking about something divine. That's a creator. You know, what I mean, um, that's clear. So you now as far as them, you know, as far as them thinking he's an atheist, the only thing that they have from what I see is a letter that's not even known to be valid. They claim that it's valid because someone paid two and a half million dollars for the letter. So that means that it's valuable. It was valuable to the person that spent the money on it. Yeah, I can forge a, a signature of Michael Jordan, and if you're convinced, it's worth a lot to you. Much <laughs> of the much of certain faiths was based on um, highly expensive forgeries. Ooh. So Ooh. the the price tag doesn't yeah. doesn't um, establish no. whether it's valid. No. And and again, let's say it did. For argument's sake, let's say it did. You you do have that letter, and then you have every other statement he mm -hmm. made. That we I mean, know is valid. <laughs> there's one where, and I'll, I'll, I'm paraphrasing, but Einstein had made the statement that, you know, there, there are those that say there is no God. And what's, what, what upsets me is that they use me in support of that. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. he's saying not that I'm upset because people use me in support of a specific God, mm -hmm. but rather that there are some that say there is no God. Yeah. And they use a man who is clear that, yeah, I'm not religious. And if there's anything about me that's religious, it's that it's my stance that I believe that all of this, mm -hmm. you know, um, signifies a creator. Mm -hmm. If I can be called religious in any sense of the word, then it is, it is, it is because of that. And my, my adherence to science and how I think that science in itself, it shows that there's, there's design here, mm -hmm. you know. So if I can be called religious in any sense of the word, it's according to that. Yeah. Not necessarily my adherence to religion. Yep. So he goes to great length to separate himself from religion, mm -hmm. 
to separate his view on God and even say, you know, if I believe in a God, then I believe in Spinoza's God, who doesn't get entangled in the affairs of men. You know, um, how do you take, Any how do you discredit all of those yeah, yeah. for a letter? Yep. You know, um, if anything, they should all, we should be trying to figure out if there was a complete fragmentation of, of the mind to where you completely abandoned, and when did that happen? Yeah. It's important, again, for the Christian to understand and for the atheist. I, I just want to be, I don't know. I, I don't want to tell atheists how to think. But I think for, if I can be uh, uh, critical of, their, of their, um, their critiquing, <laughs> I don't know, if I can be critical of them, it's that I think that they're conflating religion with theism. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With the belief that there's a God, the belief that there's a creator. And specific religions or religious views concerning the creator mm -hmm. so be very careful to not do that you know if you really you know want to test the merit of your belief of your atheism i think just just guarantee that your point your evidence your questions are not actually against religion mm -hmm. or against a lit religious observance to them um and i think that's what's what's often done and we have um we have we have a cloud of witnesses, you know, it's a biblical <laughs> term, you know, but we have like again, outside of the Bible, a lot of renowned thinkers. Um, I'd like to to close with reading a little bit of uh, what Aristotle said. Um, I, I'll throw in an Einstein quote too, just so we can get some actual validity mm -hmm. to our claims about Einstein. But um even Richard Dawkins, you know, there there's more you know, scientifically elite minds today that are claiming there's no God. And, 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 and the, the atheist could say, well, it's because of the new knowledge. Well, but, but when I listen to scientists talking about it, they'll say that with each decade that goes by, with more sciences and more that we learn, mm -hmm. the more that we know that there is one. We may not know anything else about it, but we know mm -hmm. that it's more probable that there is one with everything that we continue to find. It's not like the more they learn, the more they're like, ah, oh, we were wrong about that. These stupid men, you know, bowed to a statue and there was no one that did all this. That's, that's not what science is saying, but you do have some of the, the mainstream elite, you know, names like Richard Dawkins. And I don't know, I, I can't suppose I know all of his views, but I've, I've listened to him while making a case for there to be no God. But then he was asked, I don't know if anyone's familiar with, has seen this clip, but then he's asked, uh, like outside of the religious God, outside of the God that we suppose, but could have been a higher species like aliens or, you know, something from another world or, and he, he, he would entertain that. <laughs> so like right there, I see that there's this distinction again, don't affirm, don't deny, but make distinctions. I see a distinction that needs to be made mm -hmm. between the religious God who we call God, and the fact of, well, is there a creator or is there this religious entity? Belief in a creator isn't exclusive to religion. No. And one does not have to be religious you to don't believe have to. that no. there's a, a designer for the yep. design. Yep. And it's not, a, it's not a matter of what religion, what name, what anything. So it's, but I found it ironic that Richard Dawkins and some alike, I've heard it, you know, um, from, from, you know, and uh, from other people, but. Um, man, you'll, you'll entertain the idea that aliens made us. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make them a creator if they made us? Not like, again, I stopped using the word God for a mm -hmm. second. 
because the question, what we're pointing to as, as creator, and this is kind of leads us in the next episode, is we're talking about the first cause, mm-hmm. the one that that started everything. If you say it's aliens, and I say it's Jesus, right? Well, we're arguing of who the creator is. We're not arguing that there's not a creator. So, but it, but, and I only point to that to say that these are some of the most elite, um, respected, you know, people in the conversation today. That kind of promote, you know, they promote atheism, right? But with the facing the information, if if they're deduced down to, you know, could it have been a higher species, someone from another dimension, another universe? That I, and they they would they would entertain that. But that itself is theism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not religious, um, in a sense. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if if I'm just talking in circles. More agnostic than atheist. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of them tend tend to they they should categorize themselves as agnostic because when if the push comes to su- shove, they'll accept anything other. Mm-hmm. Most than, times than it's a, a vendetta God. against a specific. Most times, <laughs> it seems to be a vendetta against a specific religion or God. I think it's the idea of a God. You know, definitely have problems. The Christian Bible comes into a lot with atheism. It, they do, and and it's because it's one of the one of the most prominent you know religions on on the face of the earth. You know, so I get it. It's the main proponent for God, um, but we don't own God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like period. Like the thought of a creator, the thought mm-hmm. of a, a God meaning just a supreme being that is the first cause. You know, and and I think that should be um, that should be the understanding going forward. Yeah, when we say God, yep. you know. Um, the supreme being. Yep. Not the created. old man with the bushy beard sitting yeah. in the cloud that hears your prayers and judges what you do. And we're not, even, we're not proposing that right now. We're just saying something. Mm-hmm. Something. A first cause. Because atheism says there was no first cause. That's, that's the problem we have. But the atheist will say, well, it could have been a first cause as long as it wasn't God. And I'm talking about Dawkins. Mm-hmm. If it was aliens or another sophisticated species. Okay, well now we have a first cause though. Mm-hmm. So let's let's let me let me read Aristotle. We'll wrap this up because um we're we're kind of getting into creation, you know, and and looking at the creation and is there a creator? The problem with atheism is it makes a case that there's not a first cause. They can have a problem with there being, you know, or that the first cause, if I'm understanding correctly, that there was nothing special about the first cause. Yes, it was just yes a random event and. Ah, see, I don't, I don't want to get on. I, that's that's for the next. That's for the next. <laughs> Let me read Aristotle. We'll leave you. We'll leave you with. Um, well, I'm gonna read Einstein first, and then end on uh, Aristotle or a statement about Aristotle's views. Um, and then we'll go to the next episode where we will actually deal with creation. You know, period. Um, and whether the universe came about by nothing, uh, or whether there was something. You know. So here's a, here's some uh, some quotes from Einstein. Everyone, and it, this, this could be vague, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man. Um, I believe the Hebrew definition for the term Elohim, which is translated God, is supreme being. Right? Mm-hmm. So when we say God, using the Hebrew Bible, you know, the Hebrew terminology, Einstein just called him the same thing, right? Now, when you see the laws, when you pursue science, you become convinced that there is a spirit manifest or revealed in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man. So now we're saying he's, it's not a human entity. 
spirit can be interpreted like the mind of a person, mm-hmm. the emotions of a person, but not in this context, though. Mm-hmm. This context is saying it's not a human being, not a man. What else could it be? I don't, I don't know if there's an argument there because he doesn't say God. But that sounds... It could be, it could be vague um, outside of the many, many other quotes of his, you know, which reference God and which God he believes in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, generally. Yep. So when you have all that, though, and you hear, you hear him speaking of a spirit which is vastly superior to man, um, if there's another explanation, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm open to hear it. Um, but I would like to hear it in the con- if considering what it's, else he said. It sound like it sound like what it sound like, you know. Um, how about this? Everyone, uh, sorry, uh, I just read that. Um, the divine reveals itself in the physical world. Uh, my God created laws. His universe is not ruled by wishful thinking, but by immutable laws. So that talk that exactly how you categorized Einstein's belief seems to be evident in that mm-hmm. statement. It's not. The guy you pray to and ask stuff for wishful thinking, there are laws of nature that mm-hmm. he created, you know, and that's what that's what he's governed by. They're immutable. He said, "I want to know how God created this world." Uh, <laughs> doesn't seem like random to me. Whatever he defines God as, it doesn't seem like that's nothing created debate. this world. It's yeah. saying something created this world. But he said, "I want to know how God created this world. I want to know His way." The firm belief in a superior mind. These are separate quotes, but. The firm belief in a superior mind that reveals itself in the world of experience represents my conception of God. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's kind of defining it right there for us. My religiosity consists of a humble admiration of the infinitely superior spirit. That spirit, excuse me, that, that superior reasoning power forms my idea of God. So now it's it's... Does it sound like he's describing more of a mind or a thought that is superior, that is vastly superior and not human? Yeah. I, I, not you know what I mean? I'm just trying to interpret. It's hard to, to make him an atheist when he talks about a supreme spirit and, de, and the divine. I don't know how he defines divine. You know what I mean? I think considering how specific he is with his wordage um or at least he seems to be careful with his wordage it it would seem more or less that when he speaks of divine it's not necessarily in the fact in, in the in the um view of being in the sky mm-hmm. you know like um heavenly host and a bright brightness of glory you know yeah. but rather the thing that's separate from this this um, reality, you know, but that is directly linked to it. Mm-hmm. And he seems to continually say that when he, he references how the things that are here, he believe reflects yeah. something else, something greater. So, Which is what the Apostle Paul said as well. Yeah. The things that are unseen are understood by the things which are seen. Mm-hmm. Like, thinks Einstein kind of agreed with that. And I'm not trying to make him Christian. You know, I don't want that a straw man being made. I'm trying to compare him. Like, oh man, that's he's got Christian teaching right there. But I see a similarity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know how that's how that's that different. You know, he's saying the things that are made show us something divine, mm-hmm. something great, something superior yep. to man. And atheism, atheism itself, is contrary to that thought, right? Mm-hmm. 
So how you have could someone that he try to be... separate and try to make different um, sects of atheism, but the general use of the word is atheist, you know, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. theist. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like atypical or asexual, you know. Yeah, yeah. These things are the the um, the prefix indicates that you're not atheist. You're not mm-hmm. someone who who will entertain the idea of God, mm-hmm. you know, or who believes in mm-hmm. a supreme being, a divine being, or um, a God, yeah. no matter which one it is. Yeah. That's more agnostic. And as soon as you leave the realm of there is no God to mm, maybe this one created it or there, yeah. there is signs of creator, as yeah. soon as you tra- tread on that, yep. you become an agnostic. Yep. You know, um, which is what we see more throughout history and with, with more of the, the, the minds. We see more ag- agnosticism. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so speaking of the mind, I'm going to end on this uh, Aristotle. It's, it's, not a, it's not a quote. It's more of a summary of um, a couple chapters from his book on metaphysics. It says, in chapter 6, Aristotle argues that there must be some eternal and imperishable substance. Otherwise, all substance would be perishable and then everything in the world would, would perish. But the world and time are not perishable. Therefore, uh, in chapter 7, he argues that this eternal, actual substance must be a singular prime mover, which, while the source of all process and change, is not itself subject to the process or change. This, this substance does what is the highest form of life ought to do, namely to think. The God of a philosopher, perhaps, having proved that there is only one prime mover in chapter 8, he rather oddly shows that there are, in fact, 47 or 55 of them. So polytheism, maybe, mm-hmm. but not atheism. You know, or um, I, I don't know. Um, I know they were big, being philosophers, but they were big on, um, and I, I think I told you that, that John may have borrowed you know, the, the Greek philosophy idea um, being logos. I'm not sure where the origin of the concept of the logos, the word, the thought, the mind of God, mm-hmm. the, you know. Um, but, man, when he, he categorized, and I don't want to make this a Bible study about that, so to go back, you know, he categorized it kind of like what John said as far as the logos. He saw God as a mind, mm-hmm. as a thought, which was, you know, immaterial, you know, and, and separate from the, the substantial world, from the material world that we see. And so those things are affected by time and, and well, the world and stuff doesn't, doesn't go away with time. It's still here and it remains. But, but he himself can't be subject to the things that the creation is subject to. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paraphrasing myself. This is not atheism. I don't, I don't know. how you can, you can slice it how you want. But it's very clear that there was a first cause, a prime mover, a, a, the unmoved mover, mm-hmm. the first cause, you know. Um, Aristotle, most of them, even though not being Christian or not being uh, uh, monotheist, um, and again, we're not arguing for monotheism, we're not arguing for Christianity. Not even being religious, for that matter. Being religious, but, but all of these people seem to share the idea, and, and obviously I haven't referenced um, any Christians at all in this conversation, um, but it seems like we have a, a strong agreement that it seems like this was created. You know, and this isn't some guy eating potato chips on his couch. Like, man, I don't know, man. All this just here, man, I think, man, there's probably a guy somewhere. You know, and just, <laughs> like, that's how we make the idea sound. 
or like it was primitive and mm-hmm. huh, 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 you know grunting and groaning you know cavemen thinking this you know because they worship the sun you know or whatever these are, are what society deems as the greatest thinkers the greatest thinkers mm-hmm. that you have there was a consensus that something did it and we'll stop there and then we'll talk about what what was done the creation itself um in the next part uh, we're going to deal with, um, you know, creation. The first the first call is the unmoved mover. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, we'll, we'll unpack it a little bit and mm-hmm. just explain what that means. Um, but stay with us. Um, you know, check out the Facebook for the next episode. Um, and definitely comment. Let us know what you guys think. If there's something we're missing or miscategorizing, let us know. Uh, but that's it. Axe 44. Chuck, Chuck.